What's going on, Mighty Warriors? I'd like to invite you to take a seat and listen up while I share some life experiences that can help you go from merely surviving to thriving. Welcome to Thriving in the Trenches. What's up, Warriors? Welcome to another episode of Thriving in the Trenches with Jonesy. Um, I want to take a quick second to thank a couple of my buddies. I'm not going to mention them by name because I'm not sure that they would be okay with that. But um, I got a call from one friend that was just giving me a little bit of feedback on uh, my last episode, what he liked, what he didn't like. And there wasn't a whole lot that he didn't like, but really just some of the highlights, which made it a better episode for him and gave me something to to take away from that conversation, which hopefully will improve my my episodes going forward. So there's that. And then another buddy who was just kind of giving me some different ideas of what he'd like to hear. And um, also just being encouraging in general about the podcast. And it's great to, to get feedback. As I've said in the past, like whether I hear something or I don't hear something, I keep doing this because I do feel like it's contributing to somebody out there, but also because it's a huge part of kind of my own mental health and um, just getting that opportunity to express what I'm feeling, thinking, and put it out there into the uh, the digital world for any consumers that might be interested in consuming it. So with that being said, we'll jump into today's episode, which is about loving ourselves. But um, I'm a little bit of a, a cynic when it comes to this topic. So in my experience, a lot of self-help or self-improvement things that I've run into in my own past are all about, you just got to love yourself. You got to love yourself. And, you know, sadly, even in the, the Christian world, like, oh, Jesus loves you. Just love yourself more. Like, love yourself like Jesus does. And, you know, it's it's a lot of stuff about love, which I'm not knocking the idea. I'm not saying that we shouldn't love ourselves, but just basing it on my own life experience and where I was a few years back, it was such a huge swing. I mean, you're at, I was basically being told that the pendulum needs to swing from the extreme of, I pretty much hate myself all the way across to loving myself. And <laughs> I mean, for me, it was like, how the heck did I do that? And even if I take on some advice, listen to what people said and work on this and that here and there, with the the immediate goal kind of being, I just got to love myself more and I'll be better. Um, you can imagine I was met with failure time and time again. I mean, it's no different than if you wanted to be like a, a race car driver and <laughs> at the moment you don't even know how to drive and somebody expects you to get on the track tomorrow by teaching you to turn the car on. You know, I mean, it's maybe a weak analogy, but you you can probably pick up what I'm saying there. It's just, there's so many things in that scenario that have to take place prior to getting on the track. If you're coming from a place of never even driving a car or not having any experience. And so I think it's very similar with how we feel about and view ourselves. There's such a huge disparity or I'll just say there's, there's a huge gap, a, a lot of intermediate steps when going from, you know, for me again, it was hating myself, but maybe you just don't like yourself or don't accept yourself. But either way, the pendulum's at one end and 
being told to just swing to the other side and expecting overnight or immediate responses, it's it's not realistic in, in my opinion and in my experience. So first of all, we'll jump right into what the maybe some of those intermediate steps are. And based on the training and um, the training I've had as well as like just courses I've taken myself, I mean, you kind of break it down into four stages. And this actually works really well for me and did work really well for me because I can say that I love myself today. But as I said, I started with hating myself. And before I could make any progress, I had to kind of stop the hate, which for me occurred by learning to just accept myself, like having some grace for myself as I was. And, you know, just good, bad, ugly, whatever it was, accepting this is who I am currently. This isn't who I always have to be. This isn't who I always was. But currently, I accept that this is where I'm at right now. And then that gave me kind of a starting point, like, okay, if this is where I'm at, where do I want to be? Where do I want to go? And so to some degree, aside from getting me out of hating myself, like it also gave me a starting point to, to kind of launch from, if that makes sense. And so, you know, it was twofold and that happened through repetition of, pretty much saying what I just said is like, okay, I did this thing that's a little messed up or I don't like it, but it's okay. Like I accept that that's where I am right now, or really just accepting that I'm human and I make mistakes. And so whatever it is that I'm struggling with or whatever the things were that I didn't like about myself, like it is what it is. And a big thing for me was, uh, I'm a very emotional person. And so that in and of itself would really upset me. I hated the fact that I was so emotional and it made me think to myself, like, I'm just, I'm a weak human being. I'm a weak man. I'm like no masculinity, no nothing because I'm so emotional. And once I started learning how to truly like process my emotions and just sit with them and again, accept it, like, Hey, you know what? I'm mad right now. Like, okay, I don't have to assign meaning to it. I don't have to dig down into it. I'm just mad. I accept that. I'm sad right now. I want to cry right now. I want to fight right now. Whatever. Just accepting those things. So anyway, once I got pretty good at accepting those things and realizing that specifically with the emotional stuff, it wasn't the weakness that I thought it wasn't the, the, I mean, femininity and lack of masculinity that I had perceived it as but it was just normal human stuff. Once I started to accept that and got good at it, I started learning to respect aspects of that. And for me, that happened through being very vulnerable with, with men and not just with everybody, but like with a certain group of men, specifically for me, again, it was the alpha code, but being vulnerable about who I was and what I was feeling and realizing that it, it wasn't like, people weren't responding to me in a ridiculing way. They were responding with like, man, that's awesome that you can be that open and honest. And when, as I was moving from acceptance to respecting myself, seeing the response of others and feeling that and realizing that by me being real, people were actually respecting me more than when I just tried to put on a front and pretend nothing bothers me. Because like, (laughs) let's be real, you can see through those lies. Uh, you may not know exactly what's going on if a person's trying to 
feed you a line, but you just know something's not right. And so anyway, by being really open and vulnerable after learning to accept those things, I learned to respect myself and respect those emotions and some of my other deficits, uh, didn't necessarily respect those, but accepted they were there. But again, specifically with the emotions, learning to, to respect like the tool that they were and, and really the amount of freedom that I got to experience from living aligned with who I truly am and, and what I'm truly feeling. Um, from there, it was just a compounding effect, continuing to dig in, continuing to build my own self-worth and again, got to a point where it's like, you, I can really say that I love myself. And today using fatherhood as an example, there are times when I struggle, but it's not, I'm a horrible father. I hate myself. It's like, you know what? I'm a great father. I made a mistake, which that leads me to the second step in this kind of conversation about going from not liking ourselves, hating ourselves to loving ourselves. Um, positive self-talk. And I know people could say the same thing about the positive self-talk as like what I just said about, you just got to love yourself, homie. Um, but I do think there's a lot of merit to this. And just to explain that, if I'm constantly in my own, well, first I'll step back and say that our own voice is the voice we hear the most out of anything. Like it doesn't matter how much we're talking to our friends, our spouses, our instructors, coworkers, whatever. It doesn't matter who you're talking to and how much you're talking to. You hear, we all hear our own voice the most. And so if the primary voice that I hear in my head is telling me, I'm a horrible father, I'm a horrible father, I'm a horrible father. Eventually, I begin to believe that I'm a horrible father and this goes kind of into some more in-depth stuff that I won't go into right now. But at the end of the day, like if my belief is that I'm a horrible father, I have no choice but to act in a way that makes that belief true because it's my belief. <laughs> and that gets into more kind of behavioral stuff that, um, you know, if anybody wants to talk about it offline, we can set up a call with me and uh, we can we can go down that rabbit hole. But we we have to we conduct ourselves in a way that kind of brings us what we believe in. It's the same thing like, oh, like everybody's always trying to screw me over. Well, if that's my belief, then everywhere I look, I'm only looking for the negative. I'm only looking for what supports my belief that people are trying to screw me over. Now, granted, that may not be a conscious, like active process, but it's for sure taking place because if not, that belief wouldn't hold up. We'd be so conflicted that like, I, I'm saying I believe this, but there's nothing in my life that supports it. So we build the evidence to support what we believe. Um, and so again, that ties back into if I'm constantly in my own head about how, how horrible I am or how much of a piece of crap I am, how I'm a bad husband, I'm a bad partner, I'm a bad friend, Fill in the blank, whatever yours is. It could be I'm an alcoholic, I'm weak, I'm ugly, I'm too tall, I'm too short, I'm too skinny, I'm too fat. Like we we feed ourselves all of this negativity. And even the media that we watch or things we look at on like social media, um, I don't know, all these images, all these commercials, everything's telling you you're not good enough. 
which is why you need my product. So it just feeds into that negative thought, negative self-image. To be able to progress through these steps, like from self-hatred to acceptance, respect, and love, we've got to change that inner dialogue. There's no way that I could love myself when I'm constantly telling myself I'm a piece of crap. It just it doesn't, like, I, I love my daughters. I would never tell them that they're garbage or that they're a piece of crap. But now I will correct them on something. Hey, you know what? This thing was bad or this thing needs to be fixed. But I'm not going to tell them that they're a piece of crap because I love them and I don't believe them about believe that about them. So if I love them and then I claim to love myself, but I'm telling myself what I wouldn't tell people that I love, you catch what I'm saying? So we've got to change that inner dialogue. And again, that's not something that just comes naturally initially or just happens overnight. It's constant practice, constant battle, just really you know, the, the Bible talks about take every thought captive, captive to the obedience of Christ. And it's it's similar uh, or pretty much the same thing, but you don't have to be in the Bible or, you know, doing some spiritual thing to happen. It's more, again, along the lines of if I tell myself I'm a bad father, if that's a thought I have because I made a mistake, immediately correcting myself and, hey, no, I'm a good father. I just made a mistake or okay, that thing was wrong, but that thing being wrong doesn't make me wrong. I'm still doing good, you know, and it's really just catching ourselves in that. If I'm a jerk to somebody at work, like, man, I'm just an a-hole. No, I'm not like that was kind of a jerk move. That was an a-hole move, but that doesn't make me an a-hole. Like I get to choose if that's my identity or not. And I'm not choosing that. I'm choosing to accept that like I'm better than this. I'm I just made a mistake. I was tired, whatever. I could make up all the excuses. We're all so great at excuses. But it's really just about combating that thought immediately and not letting it land and take root. And for for me, I'll say probably for a lot of us, but for me specifically, going through that process, it did take a long time. I mean, I can go through a day now, maybe even I haven't really tracked myself, but I could probably go through multiple weeks, I'd say at least confidently, like at least a week without having to correct a negative thought, meaning like without coming up with like, oh, I'm such a piece of garbage. Nope, nope, I'm not. You know, I can go through a week without having those moments where I legitimately just don't have them. Like I may have something happen where, oh man, that was dumb. Do better next time, you know, but it's, it's calling the action dumb or it's critiquing myself on an action but not critiquing my identity, not, not bringing me down. And I'm about to be 41 years old. I'm telling you, I lived in a way where I was super negative on myself for 38 years. And so understand, I don't claim that this process happens overnight. It's taken me a long time to get here, but it, it's because of constant practice and constant awareness. Um, so yeah, that that self-talk is everything. Like again, our voice is the one we hear the most. And the the last point I wanted to make, which is kind of a a bridge off of that, is that I truly believe that the things in others that bother us the most are the things in ourselves that bother us, whether we're willing to admit it or not, whether we're willing to see it or not. And what I mean by that is 
I'll use my kids again as another example because this one comes to mind very readily. But my daughters, my oldest daughter sometimes will talk very aggressively and demanding to her sister. And I know you guys are thinking, oh, well, they're siblings. People argue. They, it's true. They do. But the way that she would talk to her, like she'd get a voice, just a, a, a tone with her and a level of aggression, almost like like anger and disgust and a lot of stuff that really for me, was just like, what the heck are you doing talking to your sister like that? And I would, I would get upset. I would get legitimately upset. Um, <laughs> and I've had people close to me be like, man, like I get it. It's wrong. But like, why do you let it bother you so much? And I would figure out ways to justify it. I don't know, like whatever it's because of this, that, and the other. Um, but when I, really started trying to pinpoint like why it did anger me so much. I remember specifically like uh, one day I got on my daughters for something and didn't think anything of it. And being a good dad, just correcting my daughters. Uh, a little while later, I hear my older daughter try to correct my younger one. And it was my voice that was coming out of her mouth. And it just like was, it was such an eye opening thing. Like, wow. Like now I understand like more is caught than taught. Like they're not listening to what I'm saying. They're mimicking what I'm doing. And that kind of working through this whole process made me realize that my daughters are acting this way or my oldest daughter specifically is acting this way because of me. And the reason that I get so frustrated with it is because I get frustrated with myself for talking to them like that. Um, and so anyway, all that boils back to the point of when we're judging others, we're probably in some way like judging ourselves for those actions. And again, this may be something that we haven't yet had awareness around. So it could be happening at a, at an unconscious and, an incompetent level where it's just happening. We have no idea what's going on. Um, but those things too feed into that negative self-talk indirectly. I'm saying, I'm, I'm thinking like you're wrong because you're doing this in reality. <laughs> I'm basically telling myself I'm wrong because I'm doing this. And it's just me kind of identifying my own behavior in somebody else and getting frustrated by it. And so that's another thing that we need to do is stop being critical and hyper judgmental of others. And if, for me, if I find myself doing that, I do take time to evaluate, Hey, where am I doing this in my life? Like somebody starts, I don't know, talking over me or even the other extreme being very passive. And it just really ticks me off on some strange level. Well, okay. That, that kind of set me off. Like, where am I doing that action in my life? Because obviously it's bothering me so much because there's some aspect of it that I'm not dealing with in myself. And again, so when I'm criticizing that person, I'm criticizing myself as well. And um, yeah, just we got to break those habits. We got to stop looking for negative and start building ourselves up. So that's all I got for today. Just a real brief recap. Like the, uh, the takeaways from this is the understanding that there are levels of going from, 
I hate myself to I love myself. And if you're trying to just swing that pendulum from one end to the other, that's, that'd be great if you are successful, but you're probably going to be highly unsuccessful and uh, let down by it. So understand there's intermediate stages that, that acceptance, that respect, and then love. And I think a huge part of that process is, which is takeaway number two is positive self-talk and not telling lies like, Oh, I'm a millionaire and I'm the best basketball player that ever, whatever, like that stuff's not true. So we're not going to hype that stuff up, but what I am going to do is speak truth about myself. I am a great father. Like I am a man of God. I am a warrior. I am honest. I'm loyal. I'm bold. You know, I'm going to speak these things to myself and tip the scales so that there's more positive coming to me from me rather than negativity and criticism. And last is just stop, stop being judgy. (laughs) Um, That one's simple enough. I, I really do think it contributes though. All right, folks, that's all I got. Hope you folks have a great week and know that as you sit right here, right now, that you are enough. You have inherent value that cannot be taken from you. You are loved, you are appreciated, and no matter what you do, it will not take away from the amazing person that you are. That's all I got. Have a great week.